This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the 343 Podcast. This is the first official episode of 2020. Welcome to the new decade. I feel like this is an appropriate time to bring up a topic like work ethic. You have a chance to have a fresh start. Everybody has a clean slate. And this is a great opportunity to talk about the difference between people that are willing to put in the work and people that aren't. So the first part of this episode is going to be a quick read of an article titled Work Ethic, an Elusive Player Trait. And that was written and published on 343coaching.com by Gary Kleiben. And that was written over 10 years ago now, I think. I think it was one of the original articles that Gary had had published on the website when it was just a little blog. And now when we're talking about things like work ethic and we're able to kind of rewind the tape and look at what's been going on behind the scenes for quite a while, you are starting or we are starting to see as a nation some players that have been putting in the work behind the scenes and they have an incredible work ethic. And these guys are now not only national team prospects, but in Uliana's case, has now been actually called in to the full senior men's national team. So we're able to kind of look back at this history of putting in the work, as a lot of people have called it over the years. So we're able to look at that history of putting in the work and and connect the dots now. Okay, this, this kid started out as just a normal kid playing club soccer in Southern California and over the course of his youth career with the proper mentorship and, and proper guidance and, and proper family support and, and the proper coaching and, and, and everything put together. He also had an elite, elite, elite level work ethic and was willing to put in the work outside of the formal team training. And now he's landed with a professional team in Germany and he will be departing for his first senior men's national team camp in the coming days. So we're able to kind of just get the full picture of that, right? And uh, a couple days ago, some videos were posted of, of these guys running up the sand dunes in, in Southern California and and displaying that they were doing the work outside of, of training. They were actually on their Christmas break and they've, and they've been putting in the work every single day. So work ethic and elusive player trait, I feel like it's an appropriate time to bring that up. And to make this episode even more special, I'm going to dig up something else and add it to the end of this episode, which is the first interview that we ever did with Ulianes, with Alex Mendez, Leo Sepulveda, and Charlie Anguiano. And I'm going to tag that on to the end of this too. So that way everybody can kind of get an idea of what these guys were doing when they were kids and what they were doing as, as teenagers when they were you know, transitioning from club to club and what their goals and aspirations were from a very young age. And that helps set the stage for everything that that is happening now and that will happen next with all of these players. So work ethic, it's an important topic. 
I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the 343 podcast. Of course, to actually see all the exercises and the training and, and to get part of the mentorship and the guidance and the coaching points that these guys have all experienced their entire career so far up, up, up to this point, you can always sign up for 343coaching.com's uh, premium coaching membership. And that is where you can get inside access to Brian Clyburn. You can watch the guys as they've as they've gone through their development journey up close and personal. So that's always an option if you want to see more, hear more from these guys. Of course, you don't have to, but it is an excellent option. And if you really, really, really want to start fresh with this new year and get off to a, a great start, I highly recommend it. Okay, enough for the intro. Uh, what you're going to hear next is an article read. Uh, of something that Gary wrote, and then I'm going to get out of the way and just listen and let you listen to the interview with the guys. All right, here we go. Work ethic, an elusive player trait. Written by Gary Kleiben. A player may currently have great qualities and all the potential in the world, but if they're not willing to work their asses off, I don't want them. Nor should any high-level team or coach that intends to build one. Not only will this player not continue to develop regardless of coaching efforts, he effectively acts as a cancer to whatever team he is on. As a coach, if you have instilled a professional-level environment where everyone is expected to train hard, you cannot have a player who thinks he doesn't have to work due to his current talent. This attitude is transmitted to other players and begins to strain the unity of the group. This is unacceptable. So how can you find out about a player's work ethic? Well, you would think that speaking to their current coach would be enough, but unfortunately, in this country, we likely won't get an accurate picture. You see, we're talking about recruiting to a high-level, high-intensity environment. In this country, the number of coaches that provide this kind of training is extremely small. Most players don't know what a professional-level session consists of, so the coaches making an assessment of work ethic are correct only to the level of training that they are providing. It may very well be the case that when a player in question begins training at a truly high level, aka out of their comfort zone, They are shocked and don't have the mental fortitude or willingness to go through with it. I've been to many training sessions at high-profile youth clubs, even youth national teams, and in general, they are terrible. Not high quality, not high intensity, certainly not a professional-level environment. I have found college sessions are generally better, but still leave much to be desired. They are not pushing their athletes to the next level. Under these conditions, any recommendation or reference about work ethic is only reliable up to the level of training the player has received. But uh, most importantly, they've uh, they've been together for uh, a big uh, a big chunk of their life. They've they have a lot of soccer history with each other, except for maybe one of these guys, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in uh in just a second too but let's get to know these guys so just real quick i'm just going to pass the microphone you guys can just just hand it down the line but introduce yourself who are you how old are you what do you what what position do you play and and we'll just start with that um hi my name is leonardo sepulveda i play with the la galaxy under 16 i'm 15 and i play center back 
Hi, my name is Alex Mendez, and I play for the Galaxy U16. I play um, in the center of the midfield, and I come from South Central LA. Um, my name is Charlie Angiano. I'm, I play currently with the Galaxy U16s, and I'm a central midfielder. I'm 16 years old. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ulysses Yanis. I'm back. I play for the U16 LA Galaxy Academy. I'm 15 years old and I play left winger. It's funny you guys. You guys won't hear a lot of the extra uh, talking and laughing at, at the table, but but these guys, uh, they're they're always going to be roasting each other throughout this whole thing. So, <laughs> um, all right, I I, I want to get to know you guys uh, a little bit more. So Alex went ahead and said where he's from. So he said he's from from South Central LA. Yeah, uh, have you, Alex? Have you lived there your whole life, and and maybe talk a little bit about your first experiences with soccer in South Central LA? Do you do you have like a first soccer memory of that? Um. So yeah, I've been living there since I was born. Maybe not the same street, but I've been living in South Central, and it all started with my uncle and that just took me to the park one day, and there was a coach right there that asked my uncle if I can be in his team, and I started playing from there in my first team i was four years old when i joined my first team and yeah so you were four years old you go to the parks a coach sees you maybe see something special in you at four years old i don't know when when did you start to play competitive soccer and then talk a little bit about how and how did brian find you um well the the competitiveness when i first started playing it was hard for me because I was new to the game, like, I didn't know what it was going to be like, like, the level and stuff, and I just carried along, and when I went to Barcelona, and Brian took over, he just started teaching us the, what we needed to know, like, to be successful in soccer and stuff, and it's just stuck with me since, since then. I was nine years old when he first took over. So Alex has been with coach brian Kleiman since he was nine years old you said you were 15 15 now 16 now 16 now so it's a seven years with with uh with coach brian Kleiman. uh i want to say charlie has been with brian for about the same time too charlie talk a little bit about your your first experiences and, and where you're from too how how soccer became part of your life and and a little bit about how maybe you were discovered by brian too Um, I grew up in South Central LA, the same as Alex. You know, we've known each other since we were little kids. But my dad introduced me to soccer. He was a soccer player himself. And, yeah, one day he just took me to the park and started training me. And he knew, this, he knew his friend. He had a team. And my dad asked him if I could join. I was four years old. And then, as the story says... <laughs> yeah. The so you you and Alex both started playing at four years old. You've been on the on the same team as Alex since you were four years old, or were, were there different teams? When did you guys become uh, teammates? We became teammates when we were six years old in this team called Carmelita. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,
right. you, you, again, you guys aren't going to hear the the extra laughing, but Uli's just over here making faces at him. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll switch to Uli. We'll switch to Uli. Uh, a lot of a, a lot of people that might that might listen to this might might remember Uli when he's I don't know eight nine years old. There's the first videos of 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 the three four three guys when they when you guys traveled to Barcelona for the first couple times, right? And I think there's a video that's, that's tied to like little little Neymar or something like that with the crazy haircut and and everything. Tell us a little bit about your first experiences with soccer, Uli. Well, when I was four, my dad used to be a goalkeeper and he had a game on Sunday, so he told me, "Oh, come with me to my game." So I went and then I saw a ball, so I started playing around with it and this and that. Then my dad was like, "Oh, we're gonna put you in the team." And then when I was five, he put me in a team in Linwood called AYSO. And then I, in my first game, we lost 6 1. <laughs> then we, I scored the only goal. <laughs> we lost 6 1. And I'm the only one that scored the goal. I took, the, I took it from half field and scored. And yeah, and that's when I just started liking soccer when I started, when I was five years old. Oh, I'm from Linwood, California. <laughs> uh all right and then the last person we haven't really heard uh heard about yet is, is leo and and he has a little bit of a different story he, he hasn't been with the group uh since day one i guess I, I guess we can consider day one when these guys were all eight or nine years old and that's when when coach brian Kleiman um took over but but leo joined much later so leo tell us a little bit about um maybe where you started where you're from too and and then fast forward and tell us how you came about joining this group. So I'm from Corona, and when I was five years old, my dad took me to a park, and that park held a club called Blues. So I I joined that team when I was I joined that team when I was five. And fast forwarding it, we we were playing U12 CSL, um, and we. In our bracket was Barcelona USA, so we played them a couple of times, and Brian invited me to go train with them. So I trained with them for a few years, and he t- took me to international trips, and I just joined like two years ago with them. So Brian Brian invited you to come out and, and just train with the guys, not 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 play with them, right? When uh, when you first did that for the first time. Tell me a little bit about how that felt to to join these guys who had been playing together for four four years already. Were you nervous? Were you were you scared? Were you confident? Tell me a little bit about how you were feeling at at that time. Well, yeah, I was a little nervous going to a team that won every single weekend ten zero. I was nervous to go train with them, <laughs> but after a few practices, I gained my confidence and I felt like part of their group. Uli, when somebody like Leo's coming in and joining your team and he says like, oh yeah, like these guys win 10-0 every weekend, they're really good, and he's coming from a team that you guys probably beat on a on a regular basis. How how do you how do you welcome a, a player like Leo? What do you do that's that's uh, gonna make him feel like part of the group? Well, we have this little thing called four V1s. So we put them in the middle and see how long it's going to take them to get the ball back. So we'll see. How long did it take Leo? Probably like a minute and a half or two. (laughs) (laughs) 
Leo, what was one of the big differences that you noticed when you came from your normal CSL team that played on the weekends and when you finally decided to join um, these guys on, on their team, what was the biggest difference? Well, the the speed of play, everything was much faster than on my regular team. The ball moved faster, their movements, even like the way they defended was faster. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Alex a question now because he's just so smiley. <laughs> uh, so he 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 talked a little bit about what was different for him joining your guys' team and the speed of play, you guys being a group for six, seven years together now. Your coach Brian has demanded a lot out of you guys over the years. How, how do you maybe personally uh, live up to those demands of Brian? How, how do you show up every day for practice, every weekend for the games? How, how do you give your absolute best when you got guys like, like Leo coming in and they're expecting you guys to win 10-0 every weekend, you know, the expectations are high. How do you how do you reach those demands? Well, it all starts from, like, just working hard every day and, like, you just never hear that many stories from, like, your neighborhood or anything of, like, anyone being, like, someone in life, if you want to say it like that. And, like, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, believe in that. I, I believe that, like, if you really want it, then you can do it. And I just want to, like, show all these people that you could do it. And then it'll be, like, great doing it and doing something that you love. And, yeah. Well, what is your goal? Like, is it to just, you know, be be good for your neighborhood? Or, like, do you do you have goals set for, for soccer? What what are they? Yeah, um... I want to be a pro and like make a name for myself and just be someone great in life and help my family out the way they helped me out to get there. Charlie, do you have a do you have a similar goal? Yeah, just becoming pro, trying to play in Europe and trying to give back to my community. Trying to, trying to play in Europe, that's that's specific. That's very specific. Even being a pro is specific. When when did you know that that was that that was your goal? Did you know that at four years old when you first started playing in the park in South Central, or was it at nine years old when you joined with Brian, or now that you're at Galaxy Sixteens? When when did you know that goal? I knew that goal when I was when I was ten years old. Me and my dad were like just watching a game, and I just told my dad, "I want to play in Europe." When I'm when I'm older, it was Barca versus Real Madrid. Uli, same goal. Yes, sir. Leo, same goal. Yeah, playing professional. We'll we'll go back to Uli right now. What do you what do you think you're doing differently that's going to help you reach that goal? Like, it's is, is it realistic for you to think that you can play professional either in America or or in Europe or or somewhere? And, and what are you doing differently that makes you think that that's realistic? Well, I think when we don't have training with um our academy, I think it helps me a lot working on my own with my private trainers, working hard, telling my dad if we if we could go to. A park and run, and I think that will help me a lot to get to my to the dream I want. 
Like, what about you? What are you doing? Do you think, or what are you doing that you think is different in helping you reach your goal? I think just showing up to practice and giving it my 100% every day and working on my own when I have to and knowing what to do, when to do it. I think uh, a lot of people have seen you guys in videos and and whatnot and, and there's footage of you guys playing against teams like FC Barcelona, against Ajax, against Man City and, and big teams, big European teams or big foreign teams. And you guys are just coming from, you know, South Central LA. You guys are just kids that play for LA Galaxy. When you guys go into the locker room or you guys are getting ready to take the field against like a FC Barcelona or a Man City, Alex, what's going through your head? Are you nervous? Are you confident? Or do you think you're going to go out there and roast these guys? Or or do you do you expect to get smashed? What is it? What's going through your head? Um. Well, in the beginning, you feel some type of nerve and like, but when you go out to the field and you see them, you just, I think of like, they're just, they're not different from me. And, you know, we're, we can show them what we can do here in the U.S. and show them how to, how we play over here. And we're pretty close in level. Uli, I, w- I want you to describe how you guys play. You've been with Brian for, for seven years now. You should be able to describe it, right? Well, how we play is um is a four four two now. Uh, we keep the ball a lot. We every time we lose a ball, we have to get the ball back in less than five seconds. Our reaction needs to be on point, and um, always be intense in every play. Always set the tone, and yeah, that's it. Okay, let's see if Charlie has a different different description. Charlie, you describe it now. Since we were small, Brian has been showing us how to keep possession, and when's the right time, we ju- we change our speed, cambio de ritmo, as he say it. And then once we do, we all we all attack and try to score. If not, we just keep it back and make the team fall asleep, and then we do it again. Leo, you're you're the only defender in the group, so. You have a little bit different role than these guys. So when when they're talking about going to attack, I mean you're you're not you're not a forward. You're not going to be the one that goes and scores goals. So what's the most important thing about your role in in this uh, in this system? Do you think? Um, I think keeping the ball moving at a high speed is the most important role. So we could switch the point of the attack, and when it's time to go, we go. Alex, who's been your biggest inspiration so far? Um, it's either been Iniesta or Ronaldinho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're your like th- those are like your idols, right? Those are like your idols. But what about your like your day to day? Like, is it somebody you meet in your community? Has it been a, a coach or a teammate or somebody like that? So think about it, like somebody you you interact with. My mom, because. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> because I just she's done so much for me and I want to do the same if not more for her Uli what about you my parents they wake up every morning to give me what I need to do be to be success- successful and I just want to give them back Leo same question 
I would say my family also. They, they've given me everything in this life, all I need, and I just want to one day make them happy. Mr. Charles. My, my parents, you know, they, they do a lot for me, for my brothers, and I just want to make them proud one day and help them out. Can any of you tell me about a time, and we'll, we'll just we'll take volunteers for this one. Can any of you tell me about a time where you guys have struggled, whether it was on the field or off the field, and, and it affected how you guys were playing or your mentality on the field? Maybe you guys hit like a, a, a little bit of bad form or something like that. Once the volunteer and talk about that, Alex. Um, it was in 2012 when my coach would tell me about Surf Cup and how we have to perform, and I feel like I was fit. And in a training session, my teammate, he broke my collarbone. And, yeah, like, it sucked. But, like, coming back of, like, if you see, like, a 50-50, I kind of, like, backed off because, you know, I was still, like, scared. And But it was a challenge coming back and getting fit again because I had two months off while, like, recovering and, you know, I was just eating, eating, and, you know, not eating the right things. And, yeah, it was a struggle to get back in shape and get back to the level that I'm, I'm supposed to be at. When you when you had that injury and you had to sit out for two months, when you come back, did you feel like the team had progressed over that two months and you didn't fit in anymore, or were you still going to training sessions so you felt like you were you were still on the same page? What were some of the, the, like the biggest things that you had to – overcome when it when it came to getting back on the field yeah um like about like once or twice a week I'd go with Charlie because he would be the one that would usually give me a ride to training and I just watch the training sessions from the stands and like I'd be sad just watching them like I want to play but I couldn't and like coming back you know they're always getting better training getting the best out of everyone and while you're like basically just on pause and so you have to when you get back you have to train like twice as hard to get back to the level and you know be at the same like be at the same standard where everyone wants you to be at does anybody else want to talk about a time when they struggled Uli almost raised his hand Uli Uh, no, thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, there was this um, one day. Um, there was this Mexican league um, game that I went to, so I didn't stretch at all. Uh, my dad would tell me, "Oh, stretch," and then I would tell him, "Oh, I already stretched." Then the game started. We were winning three zero. Second half. Then the game. The first half ended. Second half started the first ten minutes I get I turn and I try playing in a through ball and I pull my quad. So I was out for two months. Then we had a tournament called Volkswagen. So we went to Volkswagen, didn't really do that good. We lost we lost in the final and it was hard for me to get back in shape because I was injured. Everyone was still training, getting better, getting the best out of it and I was just waiting for my to get back on the field.
All right, guys, we got to wrap it up. But real quick, we'll just we'll, we'll hand the microphone down the line and and maybe just one one little piece of advice for for players that are younger than you guys that are just starting out. Maybe they're four, five, six years old, like when you guys first started playing. One piece of advice for for younger players so they can uh, they can grow up and be like you guys. You guys keep working hard. Um, never give up on your dreams. If you want it, you could do it. When you're working hard and you feel like you're doing a lot, you're achieving a lot, just don't forget where you came from and remember to stay humble with everything you do. Oh, um, and just keep your mentality. If nothing's going your way, just just keep working hard and eventually it'll come out your way. All right, guys, thank you for joining us. And best of luck on your guys' uh, journey to the top of of the soccer world whether it's in the United States or Europe or South America, wherever you guys end up, best of luck. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 343 podcast. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you'd like to see more from these guys or just learn more about 343 in general, you can check out 343coaching.com. That's the number three, the number four, the number three, coaching.com. And while you're there, you can check out more podcast episodes. You can check out some of the old articles. You can see some of our eBooks. You can see more videos. There's a ton of other stuff that you guys can uh, you guys can dig around and discover while you're on the site. So like always, we hope that you guys enjoyed the episode and we hope that you join us again in the future. Okay, with that... We will catch you guys next time. Thank you.